It's time for Shit We Don't Know About with your hosts, Drew Linsalata and Mia Voss. This podcast has everything. Conjecture, sarcasm, conspiracy theories, tangents, rants, and more. And now, coming to you from an undisclosed location, somewhere between the crematorium and the dildo shop, here's your hosts, Mia and Drew. Didrew. <laughs> what up, Mia? Didrew. Barbara Didrew. What's my real name? Mel Diane Voss. <laughs> Co-host Mel Diane Voss. <laughs> Featuring. And, yeah. So uh, I recorded the trailer for this. <laughs> you hadn't been, you haven't heard it yet, but uh, just so you know, the location is between the crematorium and the dildo shop. <laughs> and you thought it was what? For some reason, as it was in my head, because we had the same identical idea, thinking about what the intro should be of this podcast. Uh, but for some reason, when I was, what it was in my head was the donut shop. I don't know how I turned dildos into donuts, but if, you know what? If you could do that, that's some sort of alchemy right there. <laughs> it's com completely like the new version kind. of alchemy. Absolutely. There's there's water to wine, you know, metal to gold, and yeah. there's dildos to donuts. Dildos to donuts. That's really the top level of alchemy right there. It's that's when you know you've reached like ninja level, nine thousand level right there. Yes, and I double dog dare you to say, I'll bet you dildos to donuts that this is going to be a really great show. <laughs> Oh, I might have to use that because I use dollars to donuts a lot. I may have to modify that and just see if people notice. And see if it goes, oh, what? What? What did he just say? You know. It's like the meow part of, uh, what's that show? The Super Troopers. Meow. Did you just say meow? Did you just say dildo? <laughs> anyway, this is, uh, this is shit we don't know about. Mm -hmm. Volume 1 or 1A, because we did one, one of these already. Yeah, we did we our did. famous Four Seasons Total Landscaping Extravaganza, which went over Speaking so Speaking well. of dildos and crematoriums. Yeah, that's where it came from. And if you guys haven't seen that, we'll have to post it as under shit we don't know about. But yes. it, it's episode something of me is shit we don't talk about. I don't know which one it is, but it was good. Yeah, so we, we definitely were very inspired. So the, the whole idea of this show is inspired by what we think are the fucking hilarious side conversations that we have constantly. And yeah. I'm like, well, dude, why don't we just start a show? Come on now. Yeah, we'll do it like once a month, whenever we kind of think of it. And like, if you guys want to follow along, that's cool. But we're going to do it anyway. I'm just warning everybody, mm -hmm. I'm doing it anyway. So if nobody listens, you know who's going to listen? There'll be like three people will listen. Hillary will listen. Heather Coleman Charlie. Voss will listen. Charlie will listen. There you go. We got yep. That's our audience right there. And if it was just the there three of us, it's all good. It's all good. That's enough. Don't be a size queen. We got, we got listeners. <laughs> we got three listeners, man. It's all good. Well, we each have podcasts with listeners already. We don't, we don't it's need It's a combination of shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, we don't. We need an outlet. And it's going to be a combination of shit we don't talk about combined with shit. Yeah. Shit, or shit we don't know about combined with shit we want to talk about. Right. And right now we are looking at an auspicious day, mm. which is the, the first full day of the rest <laughs> It was, the rest of this administration. Yes. The first day, what did you say before? The first day of the new world order. It's the first day of the very, the, the very first full day of the new world order. Those of you and uh, my other comment is, listen, if you didn't vote the way that I did, don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> don't at me is going to be, I think, something we repeat often around here. Don't at me. That's what the kids say. <laughs> yeah. Don't at me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this, we're ju we'll just kind of talk about whatever we feel like talking about as it goes and crack jokes and get maybe serious sometimes who the hell knows but there's always stuff to yeah. talk about and this is just like you said hitting the record button on you know me and i will get on a call to actually take care of some business because we produce me as podcasts and so we're con constantly working together and uh you know we'll have five minutes worth of business to do that turns into a 45 minute phone call because <laughs> hey did you catch so-and-so did you see that tweet did you like what is going on here 
So might it's, as well a ping, it. it's a ping pong back and forth of, of information, incredulous, incredulous, uh, outrage, mainly humor though. That's mainly. usually us just finding humor in a Stupid lot of weird memes, shit. like old TV references. Exactly. We're, we're going to bring so, Mrs. Roper back into this. I'm going to tell you yeah. right now, if you're, if you're listening and if you're, hopefully you are somewhere in this episode will be a reference to Mrs. Roper. And you're going to see where it comes in. It's you will not expect it. It's going to totally blindside you, but it'd be worth the wait. Trust me. I'm going to let you forget it to the to the to the very right. Very That'll end, be our parting so. shot. Will be the Mrs. Roper reference. But anyway, arcane. So we've got like an entire four years worth of absolute bizarro world bullshit to put a cap on if we really want to. Yeah. It's like it's like a Seinfeld when they had the bizarro world of of the the flip side of it, but it it definitely feels like I've I've now started to poke back a little bit in the memories because everything's coming up from Facebook of the, on this day four years ago and and yeah. you know we'll we'll talk about your experience of of election night, but certainly yeah on on this particular day I was actually at the the women's march. Because it was just this uproar. We were still stinging from the grab him by the snatch yeah. reference. Yeah. Because snatch is so much cleaner than saying the other word, right? Oh, yeah. Much better. <laughs> much more refined. Everybody knows this. <laughs> I think Emily Post laid that down in her last the last edition of her book. When given a choice, always use the word she snatch. You might actually interchange it with twat. But that's okay. <laughs> Anywho. That's the British version. She, that, exactly. Which is is hilarious there's a, there's one more to that too but uh you know we're all stinging from that so now i've just recently been kind of diving back into what we were doing four years ago and then kind of going backwards and extrapolating of, of just the shit show and just now recently been able to poke at that sore spot of yeah. wow that actually happened oh yeah yeah it actually did happen and it, it really warped our sense of i think everything so mm -hmm. interestingly, the day before the inauguration, when there was a little memorial, a little, little, it's not a little, it was a memorial for mm -hmm. all the 400,000 plus people that we believe have perished in the, in the COVID pandemic here in the U.S. Copper's here. My so dog just far. wandered in. Um, hey, buddy. What up, buddy? So the, uh, he wants to be on the show too. It blew me away when I discovered that, uh, you know, that, that Biden held a memorial, the new president held a memorial on the National Mall for the, the victims of the COVID pandemic thus far. And I forgot it. I realized like, oh, that's right. I forgot we do that here. I forgot that when there's a national tragedy, you know, a leader acknowledges it and honors the dead and reflects on it and tries to offer some words of wisdom. I forgot. How crazy you know, trigger, trigger alert for some folks, but this literally does feel that there's the, the ending of an in incredibly abusive relationship. And we are all so fucking twi twitchy and and somewhat cringy to, to and 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 incredulous is going to be the word of the night big yeah. drinking game here folks get yeah. ready for it but um to the these normal these things that are are normal that are kind that <laughs> right i forgot you know? i literally caught myself thinking oh yeah that's right Four hundred thousand people have died and we would normally want to do something to mark that and mm -hmm. like understand the impact that it's having. So that was a strange realization to me. And, uh, you know, yeah. look, I, I might be a slightly cynical kind of dude. And yeah, like the last four years really changed my perception of what we do here. Like, oh, yeah, we used to do that. That's right. And we should do that again. Yes. We should probably so do we've that. had 
Yeah, we've had about 72 hours of, oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah. And so the first uh, press briefing last night after the inauguration, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's right. The president doesn't usually treat the free press as like enemies occupying the White House. I forgot. Oh, my God. It right. was just weird uh, to have her come out. And then today was Dr. Fauci. We can talk about that as well. Yesterday was just this, you know, this this day of, of kindness and all these incredible yeah. things that are happening. And yeah, I mean, we, we have a, we, of course, we have a couple good memes coming out of it. Oh my God. Let's talk about the Bernie memes, the meme worthy day, the Bernie memes. We got to <sighs> do it. We're just going to skip right to it. So good. I wish we could, we could probably just spend an hour just as a slideshow with like sappy music and green day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Put Bernie all around the world. He just... And I hope that today he is laughing and enjoying that. Hopefully he has a good sense of humor about it. Spectacular. The internet as a collective sense of humor is sometimes just uplifting to me. <laughs> it, it is. And it's just, it's amazing. We haven't seen the power of it used for good in a while. Right. <laughs> there's, there's been these, you know, these terrible memes of these horrible things of that have come out of this presidency, whether it's him yeah. or his cabinet or, 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 right. Crazy or stuff, Giuliani you know? or yeah. Yeah. melting and the whole, the whole thing. But, um, we were, we were joking before though, that Bernie Sanders, um, you know, since, since the first time I've heard him talk, he sounds like the anteater. Oh, the blue anteater. I love the, the blue, blue anteater. Yes. The pink panther. Hey. He does. And I don't know the geniuses that decided that that anteater should sound like a Jewish dude from the Bronx is beyond me, but it worked. I was a huge fan if Jackie Mason Jackie was like, Mason. Hey, Hey, <laughs> right. Like who did anybody consult him on that? I've often wondered <laughs> Jackie Mason is dead now. But uh, I'm pretty sure he is. He would be about. I think he is. Yes, but right. I have a feeling he was probably like, "I sound that guy." But I, I, I swear yeah. to God, like you just see Bernie Sanders, hear him, and I'm like, "Now, I that would be an interesting to have him as a president." When I literally am like, "Oh, Anteater's talking again." <laughs> oh, he used to talk out of the end of his his snout. That thing, just the <laughs> end of his. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. I'm so hungry. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the, the, so good. The Bernie memes that I think you said it in another conversation about how he, uh, how he literally, you know, he just showed up and yeah, he's got that coat on too. Like everybody's got their fancy coat and he's like, what? I'm warm. He's wearing the one coat. I think he literally has like one coat to do. Yes, the white coat. God bless him. I love him. Like in the mittens, which have a great story too, but he's sitting there and like the one picture, it's like, Hey, I got shit to do. I'm going to the post office, dude. All right, I just stopped by the post that office. That was the best. Or I'm on my way. He literally walked into the presidential inauguration wearing a big puffy coat, his his knit mittens, and he had a Manila, Manila envelope with a label on it. Like, so you know, it was like, I got things that I'm going to run past Joe's thing for a few minutes. Like, those are some yeah. of the best memes that I saw. Then I got Aaron to go hit the post office, dry cleaning. Like, his wife is in front of the Capitol with the car running, waiting for him. <laughs> How long do you think this is going to take? Just park here. It's fine. It'll be like 10 minutes. I'll be right out. Like, that's so good. Up. That was not the only thing on his agenda. That was what everybody was saying. Like, Bernie was the one dude had other things going on that day. I'll stop by for a few, and then and, I got to go, And guys. he literally looked like he was going to tap his watch. Like, are we going to get started here? <laughs> so good. I, I, got, I got things to do. My the Big Lebowski meme was hilarious. <sighs> um, yes. The, the one of uh, the guy carrying Pelosi's podium. <laughs> Um, but like Bernie's turn kind of sideways. And he's carrying Bernie through the rotunda. It was so good. Yeah. My favorite one, somebody put him behind a drum kit. So, you know, he's sitting like this and they put drumsticks and he's got a drum kit in front of him. And I'm like, that is so good. 
Oh my God. I just love yeah, it. The Bernie memes really the, made my day for sure. That was the, and it was so immediate considering all the great, great things we, we were saying before too about Amanda Gorman, who's this yeah. coming out of nowhere Cinderella story of this, this youth poet and a youth poet laureate. She's actually been the youth poet laureate for two, for two or three years, but um, for her to just kind of, just just show up and, and the serendipity of that too of like the what happened um i think it was um what's her name i don't know i'm forgetting maya angelou oh yes okay so so you if you juxtapose like maya angelou at obama's what? who knows what garbage heap spoke sorry oh, about no that at, at trump's because it could be that and then you come out of this David terrible Duke. time to this this lovely, lovely poem that, um, yeah, like you said, you he, you didn't even you have to you have to go back and hear it again because you're like me. We fall down the rabbit hole. Like who's that? Who's that's exactly right. I will admit that I missed half the poem, which I know everybody's raving about that it was so good. But I was unaware that we had poet laureates here. I did not know mm -hmm. that. So I got a little bit trapped. That cool. Like going through the list of U.S. poet laureates since 1937. I'm like, oh, we have those. I'm like, oh wait, she's saying a thing. I should listen to this. It was really good though. She was very good. <laughs> It was nice it to was, see that. It was like a little bit of a celebration of, of a, a very intelligent young woman that had a lot to say. And it was nice to see mm, her up there doing something so thoughtful. positive. Yes, very much. It was very nice. Such a nice contrast. And look, I'm mm -hmm. a cynical SOB. The world is a tough place. We got all kinds of problems. That's true. Politics sucks overall, both sides of the aisle. I'm not denying that. But it was nice to see something where there was a little bit of positivity, acknowledging what we can be if we are our best, mm -hmm. which we never are, but we can. That's the promise that you hope for. It was nice to see that as opposed to a speech about American carnage and how the country was in, in disarray and dilapidation and half the country is the enemy of the other half of the country. You cannot, oh. cannot live that way. What was going on there for it's four years? It's just a bad movie villain. So many of the, the speeches that he gave. And I think that's why, again, like yeah. just everything about yesterday, you, you really got to work hard to look at what happened and go, and they're dicks, you know. I've heard, I've heard that. Yeah, of course, Tucker yeah. Carlson is coming out and saying, yeah. you know, I, oh, you're just gonna, you're really, if you're talking about white supremacists, I'm like, well, the shoe fits, bitch. Right, right. Sorry, sorry to tell you, if you're, if you feel seen, there's a reason. There's a reason for that. Like, but what? if you're seeing what happened as as an, a non unifying thing, whether no matter what you what you who you voted for, yeah, ooh, yeah, but. Um, yeah, yeah, it was interesting. We were I was giggling with some friends too about Garth Brooks looking like me at a family reunion, like, ooh, ooh, I just gotta stop. I gotta I, I gotta go, but I'm just gonna go over and say hi. I'm like, look at this bitch. <laughs> I saw that. He did the whole like, am I supposed to hug you? I saw a lot of that, you know. So that's the crazy pandemic. There's a stuff. lot of that, yeah. A lot of like, am I supposed to hug you? Am I not supposed to hug you? What am I supposed to do? So that was kind of weird. And it was weird to see mm -hmm. the inauguration happen with nobody there, you know, yes. because of the pandemic and also because of the crazy security stuff. Like, shouldn't have to do that. We should never have to see our capital turned into a military zone like that. That is just not ever going to be okay. No, and that was such a stark realization when, first of all, when you saw how well they pulled it together, which was incredible. Oh, yeah. it, there was a lot more pomp and circumstance than I thought was going to happen. Me too. So I was happy to see that. Um, it was kind of funny to see the the folks that were sort of standing off the side, like Amy Coney Barrett and, and Kavanaugh are over on the side, like, yeah, bitches, nobody wants to talk to you too. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I did notice the camera on Amy Coney Barrett once or twice. I saw that. And, you know, my first thought is like, what are you doing there? But in the end, you know, I will have to say, look, even this, even a very conservative court did the right thing in the end. You know, 
rigging, yeah. rigging the court and stacking it like, hey, Moscow Mitch, like I know you traded, traded your soul for your justices and your tax reform, but and in the end, he got what he wanted. He got a conservative court. That's what Mitch McConnell wanted. But even the conservative court ultimately did do the right thing here. So I ha do have to give them credit for that. I, I do. There's, it was an affirmation course, that the court yes. is not a political tool. And that felt good to a certain extent. That did. And, and Neil Katyal, who's one of my favorites, he is a professor, I believe, it at um, in, in D.C., at Georgetown, but then he's also been involved with the the Trump or the uh, um, Obama administration. So he's the guy that was doing the courtside daily. Yeah, yeah. yeah. On on Instagram, on if you guys aren't following him, it's K A T Y A L N E A L. I I just I had to turn to him daily just to calm my ass down. Yeah. Because he would he would sort of extrapolate every shit shit show that thing, and and, and I meant that shit 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 show uh, of that <laughs> day, that and then and then make you feel better about it because yeah. when you start hearing these case after case after case, and and I love how each day he would remember and he would remind you and say, at this point we've had forty five cases, only one is actually even had any merit to it and there's still and I think it ended up being 61 or 62 cases it was and and these were with Trump appointed judges with Republican yeah. judges yeah. so at, I agree I, I was happy to see at federal level yeah all the way at, up to the yeah. Supreme Court all the way up to SCOTUS and even yeah. his own some of the most conservative jurists we have in the country bounced them so that was you know again an affirmation that like in the end you, we don't circumvent the system so that felt really good the thing that was I, I also want to point out too because there's of course we have crazy pants we we have this amazing both sides of the spectrum here in Colorado we have Jason Crow yeah. who is a congressional sixth district he's I, who I campaigned for right. last year that was my first time really really getting involved with the actual phone calls and we were on Zoom calls and yeah. and making 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 a lot of calls probably about four or five hours a week of just and it was so cool to have these. Sometimes good. One of them I got, um, you know, who's voting for Trump? Your mom. You know, that was funny. I actually thought that was really funny when I got yeah, that was an actual call that you got. Your mom. Your mom. I like, oh, come on. You got to give, you know what? Props to you for that, brother. I did. I laughed and you hung up. Yeah, you can't not. Yeah, you can't not. Yeah, they heard me laugh. I thought that was good. <laughs> so we have Jason Crow, who was the, the representative who was on the floor in the Capitol when all this went down. All right. He's a for me. Army former army ranger who was just keeping everybody calm, telling them how to put their gas mask on. Yeah, and and he's pissed. Oh. He is. So Can you blame the dude? Huh? Can you blame him? Oh golly, I'm I'm I love his his righteous rage about yeah. this. I think it's fantastic. And and one of the people that he's pointed at is this bitch here. So this bitch is that that bitch? Yes, yeah. it is. Lauren Bobert. And she is also here just one by one by the, the seat of her pants. And, but when I look at that and I taught one, you see, stop the steal. I think even Mitch, don't you think I would, you wouldn't be here too. If we stole the election, do you think we just were very specific about Trump? Like do get your head out of your ass. Yeah. F -O -H. Yeah. And I think here. it's so, you know, we, this is stuff that's going to get dissected. I find it fascinating. It's it's sad because it- For years it, to come. Yeah, but it will be dissected for years to come, sociologically, politically. Sure. A time when ideology morphed into something totally different. And, you know, you could think about the core of what what that was that ideology is supposed to be. Smaller government balance, balance budgets, more personal freedoms. Okay, 
That's that's a political ideology. That's an ethos. We we know that one here. We have that. Many people share it. That's fine. How that morphed into this fear driven. We must take the country back. It's being stolen from us. Only one man can save us. And how a political ideology became about one man, I think, is a fascinating thing. Like, how did we get there so that so many people? And look, I understand that he did. He got more votes than any other president ever. But the other guy got more. Like, what a crazy, crazy election it really was. That's true. But in the end, I don't believe that all 74 million people were idolizing one man. I know that's not true. However some percentage of them were and i i will mm-hmm. i would love to be able to pick that apart it'll go far beyond our lifetimes before we understand how that yeah. happened yeah i I'll like go with god on that one <laughs> how did that <laughs> happen you, right you get the, yeah. how, how just, do we go from like really having strong political views even moral or religious views that's fine mm-hmm. and turn it into the idolizing and follow, blindly following a man well, and let's Tough, really get man. into it, Tough. folks, because you're like, this is supposed to be funny. It is funny. It'll be funny. Hang in there. It's coming. We'll, the funny's we'll coming. The, uh, yeah. We'll sprinkle it in. But I, I think what's interesting about it, too, is that you can turn there's there's so many like the memes and golden calf and and so much stuff of yeah. like how did the, the one that gets me the most is the Christian right. Oh, how they made that fucking leap. I know. Kidding me? It's tough, man. I don't know. I'm never going to understand that. So I'm in a group, um, a, a women's group, which I don't do too many of those too, because everybody, I, everybody equally gets on my nerves. So yeah. I have to, I have to balance it. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm a unisex gal, but I'm in this group and and it's just gone actually delightfully well. And then just out of the blue, and I kept getting these notices because I'm a moderator in the group yeah. of like so and so is reporting this thing, and I've never really been a moderator, so I'm like, where am I going? Yeah. And it's a, a woman that said, you know. I really don't want to be in this group anymore. I'm a, I'm a conservative Christian woman and I didn't join here for politics, especially when it's a candidate who got elected by questionable, a female candidate that got elected by questionable circumstances. And I was like, so this bitch yeah. here. Yeah. So you're gonna bring out all the guns of your of your racism and your sexism because she's that old trope about how she got there. And so it was so interesting though, to see who came to her defense of, well, she's having a hard time and I know she's a good woman. I'm like, no, she's not. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how that could be. Right. You cannot roll in here and say that about this woman and say, oh, it's uh, she just got it from fake news right? and then add in the Christian thing, especially let's talk about it. Let's get there. Let's get there. Yeah. When you look at that former president's wife, now I am not slut shaming at all, but I'm just saying, yeah, no, I get you're gonna it. get. Where are we going? How how did you make that jump? How did how did your brain process that? Somehow, so that's where I'm at. You yeah. don't have to answer that. That's my rant. No, but it's a good rant, and I think it it begs you know a big discussion on on so much of this stuff. How did we wind up idolizing one man and going past ideology? How did we forget that like okay maybe that particular person strongly believed in whatever she maybe she was pro-life okay that's at least you know what you can you can disagree with it but at least it's a this is my faith this is what i believe okay fine but to go beyond that even like a very strong belief in personal freedoms or whatever you want to call that to the man to the man and now Uh, i'm going to uh the man (laughs) then i'm going to link the man to my faith and say that he is somehow divinely appointed to be the man that transcends all ideology like 
So somehow we took it to an extreme. And no, I do not believe that we should be in the business of whitewashing that and glossing that over because that's a problem. That is a problem. It leads us down bad roads. And I don't care if yeah. it's a, a liberal ideologue or a conservative ideologue. That is a dangerous place for us to be in where we can yeah, be at, where we was... will just justify that and then excuse that. Like, mm-hmm. don't don't paint yourself. What do you mean she's a good woman? She is happily supporting this in the name of her agenda. So I'm going to forget yeah. all the other stuff because I like yeah. this part. Yeah, so I, mm-hmm. I agree. So much, so much stuff to dissect. And we let's talk a, tell a, a real quick funny about Betsy DeVos where we get uh, the man, the man. Uh, the uh, man. which we you know the, there's things to celebrate are the the junk ass people that are now going to be gone. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about that. There's just some folks, and one of them for for friends who are in education, Betsy DeVos is a just a garbage pile of she really. Mm, I get it. It wasn't good. No. So you guys will have to look up on uh, on, on interwebs uh, the SNL skit. <laughs> and this happened way back in the day of Betsy DeVos. And, when she was just nominated, <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. And she gets on the uh, – and I think it was Kate McKinnon was playing her. And they said, um, oh, now we're going to bring up Betsy DeVos and talking about the spoof of these yeah. these uh, press conferences. And she gets up there and, and she's like, ah, oh, got her face. And then she goes, uh, yes, uh-huh, the man. <laughs> like pointing to the reporters. And now we say that all the time, uh, the man. That is <laughs> you, and Char- like- you and Charlie. And then you spread it to me. Like So it's like a virus <laughs> that cannot be contained now. Uh, the man. And like I did not know that until you dragged me in on it now. I can't stop. Um, yeah, it, it fits in so many ways. And it is so nice. Her being gone. her being gone is going to be celebratory. Um, and yeah, we, we seem to be well. Whatever. This is stuff that we want to talk about. We're talking about whatever we want, even if we don't know mm-hmm. about it. We're going to talk about it. That's why we named mm-hmm. it. <laughs> we don't know. So, Mike yeah. Pompeo, yeah, going Mike. out, going out with the dying on the hill of that that uh, we should be multicultural. I'm yeah. like, bitch, you have an Italian name. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? I love how at the end everybody came to Jesus. That that killed me. But Pompeo, did you see what happened? Right, the the twelve oh one. He wasn't the Secretary of State anymore. He got sanctioned by China. When the Chinese are kicking you out, I mean, look, him and twenty was it twenty eight U.S. diplomats? I don't. A big yeah, number. like yeah, no, you guys, you cannot. Mm-hmm. You're not even allowed here anymore. Don't be coming here to visit, man. Like, all right, all righty then. Like, don't so come in here bringing your bullshit. <laughs> oh, me, me here's coming me. in with bullshit. Bring my bullshit. <laughs> But yeah, I got a kick out of the end too. That was kind of like, oh, now, really, now y'all growing a conscious. Now that the heat is on, now, yeah. now you need to distance yourself. So that was really tough. But I think, yeah, I mean, th- like I said, this stuff is going to be talked about for years and years and years beyond anybody probably even listening to this. I would love to know how it's going to be viewed in a hundred years. Like, what was this period all about? I do too, and I I think what'll be what is interesting as I said when we first started about sort of going back and and peeking back to that time of what we felt like and uh, one of the things I was thinking about were these these pictures that I have when I visited the White House and the Capitol in 2015. So yeah. long before Trump was even, of course, he was spouting his birther stuff, and at that point he was already fired the fuck up yeah. because he was so mad about. I mean that that talk about holding a grudge. This yeah. this entire presidency was based on a fucking grudge of somebody that could not take a joke, and that would be, that would be uh, Trump. And I think that even stems back to that either 2012, pre- uh, White House court the the correspondence dinner. Yes, yeah, he got roasted a little bit, did not like it. 
didn't like it. And he came back with a vengeance, but, you know, you know, going back and looking at these pictures and some of the pictures were taken, uh, when Obama was just coming back. So he was coming up back on the big helicopter yeah. and landing. And then I got these pictures of him walking through the now defunct Rose garden. Oh my god. <laughs> That's awful. And, uh, you know, awful. just, and even sitting in the, um, in the press room. So I was with all the press corps and got to sit in, what was the gal? There was the, the one, the one older gal that always had the, the seat right in front. Oh, Helen, uh, she Helen, was the grand yes. dam of the, uh, of the press corps. Mm -hmm. I can't remember her last yeah. name though. Helen, I, I, I can't remember. Yes. You know, I'm talking yes, about I do. You know, sitting in our seat. It's a very, very tiny room. And so just, you know, thinking now about just the shit show that's has occurred in that room. Um, and now how, how different it is, but it's been interesting to, to sort of, go back and, and think about, oh, that pre-time and then everything that's that's happened now. And it's been painful. And I, I think what's going to happen is we're going to spend probably the next year and a half going, oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Thinking about just the weird shit that happened. Oh, that's right. I forgot because it was so much, so much. It was so much. I, Every day was a cacophony of- Who of, published mm -hmm. today- was it Forbes possibly? It might have been Forbes. I don't know who it was. Who published alphabetically, A to Z, all of his Twitter insults for the past four years? Amazing. Oh, and it wow. goes for pages and pages and pages. They just took And you could literally go to a topic. Who do you want to hear about? You want to hear about when he was pissed off at yeah. Bannon? You go to ask for Steve Bannon. You want to hear when he was pissed? Everybody that he threw under the bus after, after you know, Stop singing it. their virtues. You know what that thing's called? Don't make any fucking plans because oh you're going to be. That's exactly right. It was amazing yeah. to see when I just scrolled through a page or two and I'm like, this is amazing to see. This was the sitting president of the United States literally throwing tantrums like an 11th mm. grader that had one too many beers. Like, I could not believe it. So what a weird time to sort of come out of now. Yeah. To return and to it's what been, we thought It's been interesting normal. to, yes, and to correspond every single shitty thing that he said to a tweet from the past, which hopefully oh, yeah. somebody has kept, I oh, think everybody has kept a screenshot yeah. of every corresponding thing from 2012 when he's complaining about, I mean, the golf thing. Let's just start with that. Right. Good God. Right. You know, Amazing. of, of everything that he hates about people. It's, it's pretty uncanny, his ability to, to flip things. I've never seen anything like it. You know what though, in the end, this is what I, probably the most fascinating thing in the last, to me, two weeks. We saw what we saw happen. Everybody knows what happened. To watch how quickly, and if you think that politics is, politics is what have you done for me, me lately, and it always has been, because mm -hmm. that guy went from absolutely unassailable, in control, just holding everybody hostage mm. in his party and calling the shots, to absolutely radioactive in less than 24 hours. To see the, the magnitude of that collapse was, I'm not even saying, look, I, I want to do a little bit of touchdown celebrate, a little sack dancing here in the end zone over it, but forget that part. I don't care your politics. That is an astounding thing to see, an incredible collapse of what appeared to be an unassailable position in 24 hours. 24 it was hours. catastrophically fantastic, it would, it, and the schadenfreude. Oh. The is, flame I, out. I have to control it because it's it's kind of like you know eating that really really rich food and you're like nom, nom, nom. I can't I just want stop. More. I'm just it's gonna have just one so and then like an hour later you just you got a stomach ache you know you've gained two cancer pounds. unzipped you Pants know unzipped, the you're hating yourself yeah that's exactly what it is but <laughs> to see how that worked out was 
just, it's still astounding to me. Whether you love him or hate him, it is hard to argue with how quickly the political landscape will eat its own. Without prejudice, it does not matter. And to yeah. watch even many of his allies, and look, I get it. Lindsey Graham was all gung-ho, I'm done with Trump that night. And then the very <sighs> next day, his nose was all brown again. Oh, then, yeah. You know what? Trump and, stopped short and he's brown up to the shoulders. Right, like, exactly. Skirt! You know, he's, he's, he's in it to Which, win by the it. Way, it, it. I feel very upset by the way that I was not in on the Lady G. Did you know that he was known as Lady G, Lindsey Graham, for the longest time? <laughs> And I'm like, holy shit. A friend of mine mentioned Lady G. I'm like, what is this Lady G? I have FOMO. I completely missed out on something good. Seriously? You're like retroactive FOMO. Like, of like hell, I could have been laughing no, about this nobody forever. Nobody consulted me on the Lady G thing. What the fuck? So, oh. uh, yeah, that's been, that was really weird to see. Everybody turn on them and see people now, whether it's McCarthy or, you know, Blunt or Cruz or Hawley, mm -hmm. not know mm -hmm. where to go. I I need to go over here because that's where the guys yeah, with the red hats on the votes are. But if I, every time I go over there, someone else bitch slaps me. So what am I supposed to do? Yeah. It's I got to say, Hawley has been, he has been balls deep in this and he has not let up. Hawley and Ted Cruz are the, are the no, two right. that have really just been like, yeah, but, you know, it's, 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 inc I mean, I've, I, I got to give them credit I do. for how 100% they are, are, yeah. are in on yeah. running this ship right into the side of a building. Cause that's kind of the do analogies you can do. Absolutely. And I'm going to you know ship into the side of the building. We have run into the side of the building. And when we hit the side of the building, I'm going to throttle up even more. Like I, I'm not, it ain't over. I'm going to give it more, man. Come on, Scotty. You need more power. And you know what? I will give Double those guys fucking down. Apps. I'm doubling down. I don't care. I'm on fire. I don't care. I'm going to stick with it here. I, mm -hmm. I didn't know a thing. Mm -hmm. Today was interesting because Ted Cruz tweeted about that, you know, because the president put us right back in the Paris Accord. Did you see his tweet about how clearly this shows how the president cares more about with the resident, with the, the residents of Paris than the residents of the U S and I'm like, you cannot have meant that to me. I mean, look, that was funny. Say what you want about Ted Cruz, but he cannot be a stupid man. He's well educated. He's highly regarded in terms of his legal mind. There is no way that you actually thought that that was true. You are literally pointing your Twitter gun at the most ignorant people you can find and firing it right at them. See, he chose Paris over Pittsburgh, is what he said. Yeah. Oh, it was just, it, it's frightening to yeah. see. It, that yeah. was frightening. And, and I, I, I have a hard time balancing and I'm going to have to go through detox of, of the, the, again, the schadenfreude of like, just enjoying of like, look at this here, yeah. smell this. It smells bad. You know what I mean? Like amazing. <laughs> when I saw it, I was like, it was a good example. I think of knowing that was disastrous. The way this all turned out. And that, that is a dude right now that is hoping to cling to his political aspirations. And he knew exactly who he was talking to with that. He wasn't talking to me. He wasn't talking to you. He wasn't talking to, you know, people at Harvard. Mm -hmm. He was That's talking right. specifically to people that would be riled up to hear he chose pe the French people of Paris as if the Paris Accord had anything to do with Paris. And he was just getting skewered online, man. Like, that's where they signed it. Clearly, you know this. But I'm like, why are you bothering? He ain't talking to you. He's talking yeah. to a guy who literally thinks it has something to do with Paris. Yeah. Tough, and man. that that leads to the... The idea, the ideal, which as with most insurrections, most wars, most <laughs> disagreements, um, are always about the haves and the have-nots, and the uh, the intelligentsia, and the intellectuals. Yeah. That's how 
uh, certainly World War II. I mean, that's the first thing they went after. They oh, yeah. they yeah, and that yeah. happened also uh, in in China um, with Khmer Rouge. It's happened with most of them. They go after yeah. you know people with glasses, people that are educated. Yeah. That's the first thing they hit at. And this whole flyover states thing, and and quite frankly, the biggest thing that uh, Trump appealed to them is, I hate the things that you hate. Right, exactly. Under the guise of "I'm going to do things for you," but it really was fed by. It was I hate fed the things by that. that you hate. I hate the things that you hate. Yes, yeah. you're being marginalized by the intellectual elite, and I got to tell you, so you are correct in in what you just said there. But on the flip side, there mm-hmm. is something to be said. I the, hear a big butt. Well, yeah, and I'm going to say it. <laughs> I ain't going to apologize. Don't at me. <laughs> However, I think it is big booty. We, I like big I like butts. Big Go butts. ahead. But we do have to acknowledge that, yes, there is a certain percentage of the population that does feel marginalized by the intellectual elite. Okay, I don't have a college sure. degree. That doesn't mean I'm garbage. doesn't mean you know it's better than me. So I, I get that. We have to kind of respect that point of view a little bit. But it got turned into a weapon, which is a problem. And those people willingly got led along by that. And we're all vulnerable to that to a certain extent. We have to be careful. We have to be critical of what people are telling us. Yes. Yeah. I will join you in that huge butt. Thank you. I appreciate that. And one of the first things that I realized that you're like, wow, if I'm, that, rewind man? the tape. Right. You were right. It right. You were you right. Were right. <laughs> <laughs> Mia is not going to at me. I love it. <laughs> Do not at me. Not at no. Me. And one of the, the first times that I heard of, of, and of somebody that was a celebrity cop to it and speak about it was Chelsea Handler. And she, she was one of the first ones to really, really get on board with, huh. this is some fucked up shit, quit her show. Right. Kind of almost went like went, went clean, dry, although she's, I just love what a hot mess she is. But she was one of the first ones to speak of the idea, which not, not that it was, she was saying it new of the flyover states. Right. Yeah. And I was like, what does that mean? And realizing that I too had spent the last year, eight years sitting in my little white girl, happy bubble of yeah. Um, yeah. checking the boxes of, you know, Black president, da, 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 not realizing there's still all this huge underpinnings of shittiness going on. Yes, with every with all types of marginalized people. So I love that she she did talk about that of how that was. I love the word fomented has been coming up a lot. Have you noticed that? That is a good word. You hear fomented, fomented. in the in the news. Yes, and and I was thinking about this today with with big words and intelligentsia because the darling Fauci was on I fucking love that guy by the way. Yeah. Don't 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 speak ill. Get his name out your mouth if you're gonna speak <laughs> ill of Fauci. Um because he he just looks so um he 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 just looks so joyous today at the at the first press conference that he's had since and they they actually did a tweet of pictures of him yeah. today and pictures of him at like a Trump press conference and the Trump one he's like rubbing his face. Oh, like, I know. Yeah, <laughs> just a face palm after face palm. Yeah, head shaking. No, no. Yeah. yeah, but he said a couple words today, and and I think now that that's that is the difference is my mind actually is seeing both sides of it of like what it's going to look like yeah. from both sides and like even today the um, press secretary. She she bobbled a little bit when a guy from Fox was a super. Tw- he was such a cunt. Sorry. Oh God. Sorry. Everybody. Sorry. No, I'm not sorry. No, I'm taking sorry. that back. We ain't that. But he was just like going at her, and and they were calling her Testy, which I love that he would have been called assertive. She's called Testy. Right. And um, talking about Biden, uh, well, he didn't wear a mask here, and I'm like, you know what? Everybody's going to have to step up. They're all going to have to step up. But listening to Fauci today, he was throwing around some what I love, some big fifty cent words, and I thought. 
this is where people are going to get um they're, they're going to feel disenfranchised, but right. we got to knock it off. But, but again, you can, you know, you can start to appreciate that. And I understand mm-hmm. like, please stop parading people with degrees in front of me that think they know what's better for me. I understand that. I really can sympathize Except with that. Except Fauci, because he's an, he's, but, but he the, is a scientist and he nerded he is, out so hardcore. It was so juicy and delicious. Yeah. But you know, instead of addressing that and saying, okay, look, I can understand that. That seems a little tough because you have people on both coasts that are kind of telling you how you, what's best for you. And you feel like yes. you're getting pushed out of the process. I get that. I do. We need yeah. to listen to that. But in the same vein, the thing that makes me crazy is you, tr- you try to have that conversation. We could have had that conversation at a national level and said, well, look, before we start vilifying scientists and experts and things like that, realize what role they play in your everyday life. That rifle you love so much, the weapons you love so much, the, 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 the automobiles you love so much. When you trick out your truck, man, like that is engineering. That is science. Those that are people with PhDs and, and math and all that stuff. So you can't love that part of it, but hate this part of it. And I think it was weaponized to a certain extent. They like those people with that agenda and, and look, we'll wrap up, I think with what that agenda was and how quickly how quickly they dropped the loyalists under the bus. They kicked them. They they beat them. They put a fire hose on them, and then, then they let the bus run out of them. But they they, did. they weaponized that fear of of intelligence. They they weaponized the fear of expertise, and they spoke right into that fear of being marginalized. And you, the brown people are taking away your country. The elitists are marginalizing you. They're taking everything away. You got to take your country back. And what amazing! Those are powerful yeah. words that riled up a lot of people. And amazingly, the rabid, fearless, truth-seeing, patriotic revolution fizzled in 24 hours as mm. soon as the heat was on. And the leadership of that, that was doing the fomenting. And, you know, we really do need more fomenting, I think. We don't have enough of that. We do. do there's fermenting when, and then there's a foment. When is there fomenting? Once every couple hundred years we foment. We probably need <laughs> to foment on. a little more. But those people that were doing that, man, they- They how, believed it. How do you feel- when you see that your leader completely folded at the first sign of pressure, the minute things started collapsing around him, he disavowed any and any connection with those people, condemned them, declared that they should be prosecuted. E, and then but tried, that was and then, only after he got his Twitter account pulled. You exactly. got it. As soon, it, as, soon as the heat you was on, called that. Yeah. as soon as the heat was on, he decided he wasn't all about trying to take back the country anymore. He was about saving himself. So I, I have a little bit of, sympathy for even the people that may have been in the Capitol causing trouble when they were literally hung out to dry. They went to war for a dude that could had not been any less interested in them at Only. all. Or if the cause. To, or the cause. And if you're looking to get a coupon or a discount code from <laughs> Drew for that sympathy, <laughs> you can add him. <laughs> yeah, you can add me. If you're looking for some of my sympathy, I'll liberally dole it out. I'm going to get a lot of it. I'm going to say it lasts for the next, it's like a seven day deal, maybe. Yes. Yes. But then after that, yeah. yeah, Act now. I'm sorry. (laughs) So there's that. We got to get to Mrs. Roper. Yeah. So we're going to, we're going to end with how it ended. There's the, how it started and how it ended. And, and one of the best things that I saw on the internet was the, the meme. And it was, you know, they, they left the white house and she's in this, uh, we're talking about Melania. Yeah. Yeah. Just so you know, she's in, in there, this, you know, black, black suit, like 
very mourn worthy, yeah. mourning worthy. And then all of a sudden, when she gets down and lands in Florida, girlfriend has like presto change out into, I don't have to do this fucking job anymore. And the meme was literally said, if I don't, ha- I don't have to do this shit anymore was a person. And it's Melania comes rolling out in what could only be known as a Mrs. Roper, <laughs> Mumu extraordinaire. And he's still in his suit, right? He's still got his red tie on. He's, he's got, got his, the whole thing yeah. on it. She's, she's got her, her house slippers on. Girlfriend is not having it. So yeah. I am surprised mis- she did not have a glass in her hand. I, oh, she, that was the only thing missing. You're right. It's like, yeah, I am out of here. This is yeah. over. O-V-A-H. One and off down the tarmac. Yeah. <laughs> got to go. Yeah. Oh, no, over here. Like Mrs. Haverkamp in uh, Caddyshack. No, 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 Mrs. Haverkamp. Oh, over here. No, no, no. Yeah. I, that's, that's all she, she, I was very surprised she just didn't have a glass of champagne in her hand and just ready to like, I am out of here, man. We are done. Totally. Now. Yeah. Totally. So I think the exciting thing is, is going to be see where we, where we go from here, but we are going to be breaking that down just in, in our heads of like, what, what's Eric Trump? Gonna what's Donald Jr. and how many lines of coke is uh, off a of hooker is he gonna be doing now? Man, I mean, like it's gonna, it's gonna be interesting to see where they all Ivanka is my uh my Achilles heel of curiosity, though I have to say. I so this bitch, if you look up, is that that bitch? Literally, it's Ivanka Trump. I don't know. I, you know, I, I guess I have no I never paid attention to her before, so I don't have any, you know. I don't. I understand she's an icon and she builds a brand for herself and all she that is, stuff. She is a grifter extraordinaire. She is a grifter. Okay. I mean, she's that's fine. She you is, don't add well, me. And, and I think you might be right. I, I I don't have. I can't. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit on your laurels on that one. Let's take okay. It. That if you that say one she's I a grifter, been, I'm there. It's it's just it's so fascinating to see to see the dynamic of the whole family anyway, and to see how she's sort of taken that yeah. uh, at the right hand of the father position as well. That and got and Melania and she yeah. there was a, a dynamic dynamic with with them as well. And then of course there's always the creepy comments that that Trump constantly made about her. Always fascinated by the fact that Jared Kushner all of a sudden was elevated. I mean, and, and they they really pushed through, and I think they bent rules because he couldn't even pass right. Right. Like getting through, getting through security. They even let my dumb ass into the White House. That <laughs> they, they, what does that tell you? You know, I don't, <laughs> that, what's that tell you? But, um, it, but even the fact that like Jared Kushner's dad was, it was a, 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 he went to prison for yeah. like just stealing a bunch of money. Nobody ever talked about that. Like the grift and the, yeah. the glossing over was incredible. So but to bye see, bitches. To see them get it turned, get turned radioactive too overnight. A little, yeah, gra- little gratifying because I think most people would have thought like they have got it made in the shade. Even when they, yeah. they're going to roll away, they're going to launch Trump TV and Trump this and yeah. Trump that could be rolling into money and they're going to be doing personal appearances and riling people up. And all of a sudden it became like <sighs> just tumbleweeds going past. Yeah. You know, really if, you, if you watch that old clip from them going to the, I think it was the G8 and, and uh, Vivanka shows up and, Merkel's there and all these women and they, she walks like, up and tries to make a comment and it was like clunk. Like, what are you doing here? It was like, <laughs> like something out of Veep. I swear to God. That was the first really crazy thing I remember about the Trump presidency yeah. was like, is, did he bring Ivanka to the G8 summit? And why is she trying to muscle in on that conversation? Yeah. Is I, she sitting in his chair? I, you know what? She I may, think she's sitting in his chair. Yeah, she might be a great businesswoman. I don't know. But like, Really? There's not too many people that belong in that room. She definitely is not on the list. He didn't even belong there, so much less bringing her. Yeah, no kidding. All I can think about is her with the Goya can. 
<laughs> hey, before we sign off, can you tell me what, do you know what the twisted tea thing is? I missed the whole twisted tea thing. I missed that. Oh yeah. So the twisted FOMO. tea is, uh, uh, it's a, it's a clip of a, a, a just a, a young white supremacist man acting a fool. And it's all, uh, it's all filmed through security footage. Yeah. So he's just acting a fool and he's, there's, there's people in line instead of like a Seven Eleven, and he's talking shit to everyone. And there's a, a black man standing behind him and he's just kind of biding his time. Kids acting foolish. And he's got it. The, the black man has a, a can in his, in his hand and it's yeah. twisted tea. And he goes to kind of flip it. It drops and the the white kid reaches his foot out to go kick it, and the guy like like Game of Thrones style comes up with the can and is like bam, and just <laughs> clocks the shit out of him. So that was the twisted tea incident. Game and, of Thrones um, style, I love it. Game, yeah, kind of like a cat. Oh, yeah, it yeah. was, it was, it was, it was a sight to behold. I have oh, to say, I watched it several times. Did I'm you? like. I'll try and find it. Uh, that that would be filed under, folks. And as you can tell, the more that you watch the show, I'm the one with potty mouth and hair. Drew, Drew will swear, but not as much as me. But uh, that would be filed under. Fuck around and find out. <laughs> it's going to be a part of the show. Does that have an now. acronym? That should that, uh, that should be fuffo. an acronym. Fuffo. Fuffo. Very good. Very good. All right, we've gone 48 minutes, which is longer than we wanted to, of course. But oh, we did. Wow. Yeah, well, we can always cut that out. Hey, tell me about uh, your show, and then we'll get out of here, and then we'll talk about mine, and then we'll get out of here. Yeah. Don't, enough about me. Let's talk about you and what you think of me. <laughs> what do you think about me? <laughs> Yeah, so this is a thing that we decided to do together, but we each have our own thing. So Mia Voss, Mel Diane Voss over here, <laughs> Notorious MDV. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> shit we don't talk about, which is, look, full disclosure, Helix Interactive, that's my gig. We produce all these podcasts. So like this mm-hmm. is our little stable of geniuses. So Mia has shit we don't talk about, which you'll find at miavoss.live slash podcast or shit we don't talk about podcast.com. Spell it out. It's all good. Yeah. So that's how you'll yeah. find Mia. It's a great show. Yes. You should listen. All kinds of good stuff. All the things that we talk about. And it literally is All shit. We don't, we don't, that's the yeah. things that, that need to be talked about more often and more openly. That aren't. And you do a, such a good job of bringing them all out. So thank you, brother man. Yeah, there you go. So, and you were my first guest and we talked about anxiety, which is what your show is about. Yes. Anxiety and anxiety disorders at the anxious Check it out. And, uh, yeah, if you, it, you do it better than I do. I can't hawk my own business, but you got that Helix magic going on. If you want it in your own pocket, you want to get some. I love how you do it yeah. at the end of every show. <laughs> I do. I'm like, going over if to you Helix want your very own podcast and don't know where to start, <laughs> head over to helix-interactive.com and get, and get yourself you some. some. <laughs> that's, that's always my favorite. It's my best part. When we edit those up, I'm like, ah, oh, she's so good. So uh, thank you, me. I appreciate it. All right, peeps. Shit, shit we don't know about Volume 1A. Hang out with us next time. We'll try and go shorter. We'll try and entertain you more. Screw that. We're very entertaining. Very. The whole way And you know through. what? Bye. That's the tweet. <laughs> Bye. All right. See you guys later. We're out of here. Bye. This time I'm just going to end the recording instead of the call.